Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, it's launching pad time at Sandown Park this week, punters. Welcome along to a big edition of the Green Light On Premier Racing Podcast, talking all things Sandown Park ahead of Thursday night. Uh, plenty happening as well. It's going to be a, a mammoth night of racing. Really looking forward to hopefully finding a few winners and tearing apart the meeting with uh, the launching pad series. It's just building in stature each and every year, getting bigger and better and, and stronger. And, and even the consolations, they're such good prize money races and, and so deep as well. The launching pad consolation race seven worth 25 to the winner. Uh, race number five is the launching pad runway final for those who finished in the bottom four in the first round of the launching pad, then had a chance at this runway series. That's worth 15000 to the winner. Obviously, the big one is the launching pad race eight group three a special event $150,000 first prize total prize money of 220,000 you add to that the Easter gift it is a massive night of racing at Sandown Park run of the week yeah run of the week time well this time of year with the launching pad you probably could have picked out five or six of them uh, you know I'm already massive on Starline Express so I thought it was probably silly even though I thought the uh, the run of Starline Express was enormous to make it run of the week again because um, I've been giving such big kudos to, to Starline Express for so long. But it was hard to go past Trooper Tears, who jumped from box number eight in his uh, semi-final of the uh, the launching pad. And, my goodness, the clock came up as 28.99, soon amended to 29.01. And away. Beginning quickly on the outside was Trooper Tears is going to sail over and the favourite leads from Blazing Dodge through to second. Up to third was If You Say. Al Zenity gets into the fight now up to third. Behind them was Can You Exceed from Cracker Jack Rob. Well off the speed was Hector Forley and Livet. But the leader was Trooper Tears. Out by four. Trying hard was Blazing Dodge. Al Zenity's trying to get up on its inside. Clear then of Can You Exceed. But Trooper, Trooper Tears wins it by seven. Al Zenity he gets through to the final ahead of Blazing Dodge in third. Fourth across the line was a photo between... Listen to when Dan realises about the time. And it could go either way. Clear then of Livet and Crackerjack, Rob. And the time is out of this world. 28 and 99. 28.99, the gallop. They do not run that very often. 5.09, Just show just how good this greyhound is, uh, Trooper Tears. We, we mentioned how big his run was when he was beaten by Trapper Tears a couple of starts ago. I think it was as big a defeat as you'll see anywhere. He was such a big run. But, yeah, 28.99, it flashed up. Soon amended to 29.01. Run of the second dog was Big Al's Entity, but was beaten out of sight. And the reason is Trooper Tears was just absolutely flying. So... I guess that run in particular just builds the momentum and the uh, the excitement, the intrigue around what's going to happen in that launching pad final. And we'll break that down in just a moment with uh, Thursday night's preview. Thursday's preview. Thursday night racing. I think I've got a few here at Sandown Park. Um, I like the program. Starting off with race number one, the maiden final. Um, going with a rank outsider in this race, a greyhound by the name of Red Medusa, number four. I called the uh, the heats of this particular race on Sunday, and 
Um, I just thought there was a fair bit of trouble in that Red Medusa race that was eventually won by Gatlin Glass, and, and Red Medusa almost got across to lead. So I'm hopeful that uh, here, jumping from box number four, can cross and find the front. I, I don't think there's a lot of speed in this uh, mate and final. So the six and the five come out good, but they're on the outside of Red Medusa. So I'm going to go the each way value, race one, number four. It's $21 in the form guide. So hopefully it goes around at that type of price. Race number two for the... Uh, Mix six and seven chases. Um, I'm just going to play a, a place bet here on number two, Madam Chelsea. She made up awesome ground to be narrowly beaten two starts ago. I think it's fair to say she doesn't love to win. Um, one win out of 46 with a further 13 seconds and five thirds. So I'm tipping her purely based on a uh, placing prospect. And she's $26 a win, so hopefully three or four bucks a place. Race three, my best bet of the night here. I'm going with uh, number two, Harris Skipper. Um, he's going to need to do everything right, though, to run down Jackpot Joan, who is going to lead. I'd, I'd probably say the same race multi with that pair to run in the top three. Just a little bit of cover, um, putting them top three. But I think Hara Skip is going to go to that next level. A big, big chance because Jackpot Joan will lead from the red. Um, Hara's going to just get the nice run through behind. And from there, I think we might see the best of him over this type of distance range. So I'm with number two as one of my best bets of the night. Race number four. Um, I like the win of Shanlon Hunter last time at the Meadows. He made up an enormous amount of ground. You've got Bruce's Rusley, who'd been knocking on the door of uh, developing into a stayer. And Alfie Moon's probably the, the more proven stayer just about at the field. I'm leaning to the four and five, but not really sure which way to go between Shanlon Hunter, who gets a mile back, um, and Alfie Moon, who might be able to go a little bit more forward in this particular event. Race five, first leg of the quaddy, first of the launching pad races. This is the launching pad runway final. Um, I'm going in what looks a hard race. I'm, I'm tossing up between big energy in box one. I think the draw um, gives him every single chance. I like Transponder in box two. I think he's got a, an enormous motor. The other one I like was Magic Muffin. So it's that type of series. And, and then you're leaving out Extreme Force. So I think you do at your own peril. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I really look. This would be one of those races I'd prefer sit on the fence because I like half the field. So um, if I was forced into one, look, I'm looking at the, the the prices and saying maybe Transponder because he's ten dollars, and if he goes around at that price, he's definitely overs. But that is a, a cracking field, and I think any of the eight could win without surprise. Race six, the Easter Gift. I'm with Zara Mani. Um, her win two starts ago was was enormous, just so shows what she's capable of doing, and I think she's well drawn in box number two with a slow beginner on her immediate outside. Race seven, launching pad consolation, Aaron DeBattista could be in for a big night. He's got uh, extreme force in race number five in that consolation, and this one here I'm with false confidence, another of his runners, uh, made up a lot of ground last time. I do have the concern that he's a better Meadows dog than he is at Sandown Park, but... Yeah, willing to take the risk, you'll be a relatively decent each way price, maybe 3 or $4, and I think you'll be hard to beat here. Race 7, number 2. Race 8, the launching pad final, $220,000 in prize money. Box 1, Dragon in for Daryl Brennan. Two, Trooper Tears. Three, Dundee Rebel, who's just gone to the next level in the last couple of months. Al's Entity, 4. Starlon Express, 5. Victor LB, 6. Trapper Tears, 7. Medial Manelli, Box 8. I'm going Starline Express uh, mainly because I want to stick fat with this Greyhound. I believe he is a, a real sensation on the up, and I think we could see the best of him here from box four, five. He'll cross, he should lead, um, and he should set up a race-winning advantage down the back. Now, if Trooper Tears gets close enough, um, I've got no doubt he will definitely run Starline Express down if he gets close enough, but that's the query. Can he, can he begin and get to leaders back? If he does, uh, Trooper Tears clearly the dog to beat, but that's going to be a ripper, the launching pad. 
of 2023. On then to race number nine, I'm going Flying Foxy. It's a night where I'm tipping a bit of value. So uh, late Thursday night, it could be one where we're celebrating or we're going, well, we took the roughies and maybe that's why it didn't play out our way. Race number 10, I really, really like Aston Lyra, box number one. Uh, one of my better two bets of the night. Um, I think drawn to lead, drawn to win, race 10, number one. Race 11, I'm going three, Crackerjack Bull. Um, still recovering as to how he got beaten three starts ago at Sandown when he clipped the leader's heels early, but he is an immense talent. If he gets it right, uh, watch out. He's, he's loaded with ability, race 11, number three. And race 12, I'm going with two, Crackerjack RT. So I'm tipping... The Cooper double, I guess, in the, the last two races. So we'll see what plays out. Hunters, punting club. That uh, last race is the good luck. Vixit Wenty. We'll have a bit of a closer look at that Golden Easter Egg Association Cup in a couple of the other races on uh, Saturday night's edition. Don't forget the Ballarat Cup podcast will be out this week as well. So it's a big week again. I feel like we're saying that all of the time, but so much good racing uh, no matter where you look. Okie dokie, uh, on to the Putters Punning Club. I'll have $15 each way on race 10, number one, Aston Lyra. Aston Lyra being uh, my best bet of the night as well as uh, one earlier um, that I said a moment ago, uh, and now it's disappeared, Hara Skipper. Um, I think they're both big chances, both prepared by Vicky Wiseness, so no pressure. Uh, number two, Hara Skipper, just $10 each way. So I'll back those two. Uh, gamble responsibly. If you think gambling's becoming a problem, 1-800-858-8588. Inside Info. Racing royalty, and when I say royalty, a part of the green light on Premier Racing podcast royalty as well. Uh, Mr. Rob Britton joins me for a bit of a chat about the launching pad. Rob, how are you, mate? What's news? Yeah, Good, thanks, James. Hey, good to have you uh, on the deck here as we count down to the launching pad. And obviously, we did that deep dive, what was that, probably six months ago, maybe a bit longer now. I had a good chat with you. So we've learned a lot about uh, Mr. Rob Britton. And you said even back then you can have, you know, sort of waves with greyhounds where you'll get a few good ones and then have a quiet period. You can't help but feel like at the moment between you and Timmy, your son, you're having a really good run at the moment with these uh, two greyhounds going around in the launching pad final this week. Yeah, you certainly don't look too far ahead. Uh, I uh, I said to Tim in February because we'll, our next group of pups don't start until probably uh, um, September, October, and I said I think we're in for a bit of a very, very lean patch. <laughs> and basically, just as I said it, I think um, everything's gone the other way, so it's been very good, so. Well, it's a bit of a bonus. I'm crossing my fingers that I'm going in for a lean patch then, if that's the case, uh, because you've got you've got the two in the launching pad, Trooper and Trappeteers. There's been a, a fair bit of chat about them, I guess, since they've come down to your kennel uh, not too long ago. They've, they've really just taken it all before them and, and just seem to be on the improve every single time they step out. How did, uh, how did you get involved uh, with training these two? Uh, look, um, I've been training dogs for Michael Ivers for many, many years, Um all the uh, tornado tears, and even way back before then. Um, but and as I said, uh, Michael generally starts them off, and that often, you know, not always, but often we get a phone call and says, "Okay, yeah, uh, time for you to take over," which has um, been very, very beneficial for me because it's just a brilliant line. Um, these are out of a, uh, a sister to here's uh, uh, tears. I think it's the same line anyway, so it's the same line just keeps producing. Interesting part, this time they've gone to a, a, a like a, another sire. Everything else has been Fernando. And um, and look, I think it's just thrown a little bit more uh, 
uh, brilliance into the line. Mm. Just having a look through that, uh, the, the Mum Freaky Tears uh, is by Fernando Baltiers. I am that that uh, repeat mating that we saw over and over again. You're right, it was the Here's Tears uh, whelping of the 1st of uh, September. So that led to 2017. And yeah, it's it's interesting because obviously they can't go to Fernando Bale anymore because the, the whole line is now full of Fernando Bale, but they've gone to, to Goodsey. And like you say, it's, it's almost thrown a bit more sprint into what was such a fast staying line. Yeah, exactly. And look, um, all credit to Michael because he's uh, was saying to me many months or well before he was going to breed, he was going to um, use goods. He, he had that worked out. So um, he's been right on the money. And Trooper and Trappeteers, they, they, they've had a couple of starts in Sydney before they came down. Did I guess was was the expectation that they were, were going to do what they've been able to do in such a short period of time? Well, uh, look, I'm a bit of a pessimist. I didn't. I thought I'd wait and see what happens. But Michael's been telling me uh, for quite a while that they're, they're really, really lovely pups. This was way before they started racing, and uh, and he was uh, particularly um, taken by Trooper Tears. But he's also got another one at home. I just can't recall the name. They haven't started yet, but he declared it was the better one. So, so it'll be interesting. Uh, but as I said, they all change. But at the moment, uh, Trooper and Trapper have both been. Uh, that they've done everything we could have asked for them. It's an incredible line, uh, that tears line that uh, just keeps on giving the Ivers family. And we break down this particular race, the launching pad. We'll start with Trooper Tears in box number two. Uh, three starts ago, he gets beaten by Trapper Tears, his brother. And I think I spoke to Tim on the podcast uh, on that or just after that race. And I said it was probably one of the biggest runs in defeat that you'll you'll see. He still went 29-43 and he lost so much ground around the first corner. So you'd probably be going into this final, Rob, thinking that if he, if he does get a clean run that that 2901 that he ran in the semi last week is is what he can run yeah look I, I thought after that run that he would get down to the low 29s but uh, again look this it's an elite field you'll need all the luck in the world going to the first um, first marker and I think there's a lot of pace in it so we just got to hope we get the clear run and uh, again he had out wide last week and I, I in my own mind I thought out wide suited him it's not as though he wants to get off but he runs very, very straight. Mm. And uh, dogs that run straight, I, I'd sort of prefer them out a little bit uh, wider. And uh, again, from, it just tells you that uh, – and, and last week, if you look at the run, as good as he went, the six and the seven went left and just gave him a solo trial. And, you know, <laughs> whether you can have luck two weeks in a row, um, let's hope that happens. Hey, was it, was it a bucket list moment for you, mate, when the clock flashed up at 28.99? Yeah, look, it was. It was wrapped. I was wrapped because, as I said, two weeks prior, I thought, gee, um, I wonder what he would have run with a clear run when he got beat by uh, Trappeteers. But so uh, it was good to repeat the the run and with a clear run. And uh, again, as I said, you'll um, he, he'll have to do every bit of that this week, I think, to uh, to win this race. Can you remember what would have been your fastest time before Trappeteers clocked that twenty nine oh one last week? Not in, not in particular. I think uh, uh, Quick Smart might have gone twenty nine fourteen last year. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a couple of others, but I just can't recall now what uh, a dog like uh, um, above all went. I was going to say the, the the New Zealand dog. Yeah, something like that. But as I said, uh, no. And 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 um, there was an, uh, I'm shocking with names. There was another one that was. Um, Clearly in the twenty nine twenties, 
very often. But I, I as I said, uh, no, that you always remember the the best and the worst. So I remember <laughs> that one. That's the best. What's the worst then, Rob? If you had a thirty-one well, second. Well, when we take twenty dogs to the trials, I always I said, don't worry about writing them down. You always remember the best and the worst. That's yeah, all you need to know. It's a good way to put it. Uh, very very good way to put it. What about uh, the other boy, Trappeteers? Box number seven for him. I I feel like in a way you probably would have been happy to reverse the draws. Yeah, I would, but in saying that, I think Trap is a little bit the same as Trooper. I think he runs very straight. Yep. And uh, depending on what the uh, six and the eight do, if he gets a good run out of boxes, I'd be fairly happy with that box. It's just, again, as I said, it's it, off the mat we'll learn a lot because um, th- this is a race where if you're not, you're not in front or very close to the front off the mat, well, you're probably not going to make a lot of ground. Yeah. Trap's been running very fast, being down lately, and... We see the dog that goes around that first turn, first or second. They they win most of the races. Now, who's the best of the two? Do you think who, who not so much who's the quickest of the two, but who do you think will finish in front in the long term? I, I think that you got to go back to Trooper, hoping you'll get that clear run out of boxes. This line, uh, they just produce stayer after stayer. Now, I know a lot of people say when they run the times that that Trooper Tears did uh, the other day, twenty nine oh one that that potentially they're too brilliant to stay. But he still recorded, I think it was around a 10.38 run home, which generally that would scream 600 metres and beyond. Do you think down the track, Trooper and Trapper will end up being dogs that we see over a bit more ground? Or are they, do you believe in that, I guess, theory of being too brilliant to be a stayer? I always say with a stayer, it doesn't matter what they run. You, unless you actually try them over the distance, you never know. There's, it, it's one of those things you get. You, you'll have a dog over six hundred meters. You're absolutely convinced can stay, and until you do it, um, you never know. So, I, in in my own mind, I think Trapper's a better chance to be a stayer than Trooper. Uh, that's only through their early runs, uh, where I sort of see uh, um, Trooper has that brilliant patch up the back. Most stayers, in my mind, are very even. They don't sort of um, have a brilliant section. They just they run the same pace all the way. But, but again, again, we won't die without finding out. I was going to say, and, and does it change, I guess, your thought process when you know that they are from the, the Ivers Tears line and that therefore there's probably almost a guarantee that they'll be able to run some distance? Yeah, look, as I say, I, I, I do see differences in them, though they are, are quite um, brilliant. Um, you know, in that middle section. So I'm not overly convinced, but as I said, we'll, we'll at some stage down the track, we'll certainly with Trapper anyway, we'll, we'll give it a go and see what, how far they can run. I've got one last question as I let you go. Uh, Wheel and Go's developing into a really nice staying type. We spoke to Timmy on the, the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I'll be honest, Rob, I, I didn't expect him to, to be a greyhound that, that would run out the 700 because he almost had too much mid-race brilliance. Has, has he surprised you at all how well he stepped up to the 700? I know he was beaten at Geelong in a, a middle-distance race last week after being unlucky, but his two wins at, at the Meadows were sort of, I guess, you know, giving signs that he, he could develop into a really, really handy Metro stayer. Yeah, look, I, I must admit, when we first put him over the distance uh, for two runs there at the Meadows, I was really disappointed uh, because I, in my own mind, I thought he was going to be a stayer. I mean, that's what I say, you never know. But, um, look, he's come back after we've dropped him back and then started again, and that sometimes happens. But, again, a bit like the tears line, um, that Mugovan line, uh, the mother was a Group One stayer. The brother of the mother was a, a Group One. Uh, Benali was a Group One stayer. It's in the line, so you like to think it's going to come out somewhere. And as I said, uh, first pick, she won a Group One last week in um, 
in uh, Perth over the distance, and and now Will and Go, he's looking like he'll he, whether he can. He's he won't be as strong, I don't think, as um, most stayers, but. With that little bit of brilliance, you might be able to pinch a good race. Mm, for sure, mate. Well, good luck with everything moving forward. It's been a, a great chat, and you're, uh, you're putting the Cotter and lead on 25% of the launching pad field, and that is a, a wonderful achievement in itself. So all the best with, uh, with that big feature coming up this week, Rob. Good on you. Thanks, James. And that wraps up this podcast edition of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast, the launching pad edition. Don't forget... Uh, Robbie Williams, Ed Sheeran, they're the tribute shows at Sandown Park. You can play FIFA on the PS5 as well as that. You can play a game of pool. They've got plenty happening um, on and off the track at Sandown Park this week. And don't forget, you can jump on uh, GRV Social. Stay up to date with all of the feature racing and everything that's happening in the world of Greyhound Racing. They do a great job with photos and and insight into uh, these particular feature races when they're coming around. So make sure you follow them on all of the socials. That's Greyhound Racing Victoria. Big thanks to them for making this podcast happen. Until next time, putters, as always, safe travelling, happy punting, and good luck with the launching pad grand final night at Sandown Park.